Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your host, the Fluff Brendan, and the star Catherine, the Mid Podcast. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter at The Mid Podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash The Mid Podcast, where you have access to our random shit episodes and additional special content. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to themidpodcast.com and get you some mid-podcast merch. There will be new merchandise coming up by the end of the month, so check that out. Also, if you like the podcast, leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It's only Wednesday. But, uh... It's Wednesday! Do you know what that means? The mid-podcast reviews AEW? Yep. And AEW Dynamite? Yep. But, um, no. Anywho. You um, can't spell Wednesday without AEW. That's very true. Anyways. News. Lots of it. And it's only Wednesday. I think we should start off with what happened Monday. Well, you do your news, because I got some news I want to discuss. Well, mine's... CM Punk showed up backstage at Raw, trying to talk to Hunter in The Miz. I think it's a publicity stunt. He was told to leave by Vince. Nobody knows what he was doing there. I get it. He probably has friends there. But... I think some of those bridges are kind of burnt. And they might not be rebuilt. So what's your thoughts on the CM Punk being backstage stuff? Um, I think he was there to mid senses. I don't think it was a publicity stunt or anything. I think he was just there to mend fences. Um, I don't know why you did what you did, but um, CM Punk, so it's interesting. And you know, he's got to be the talk of the town yeah but my whole thing is if you wanted to go mend fences with people like you got friends that still work there you couldn't be like hey can you see if uh the miz would meet me for lunch and i want to apologize for being a douchebag to him when i was there yeah i mean you didn't have to show up at the arena you did that on your own and I would love to be a fly on the wall with that conversation that he has to have with the boss. Oh, because you know TK called him as soon as that shit hit. Oh, so no. If he didn't already know about it. If you want to apologize to Triple H in the Miz, go apologize to the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Well, that's a whole other thing we've talked about before. A lot of people are putting the blame on the Bucks and Kenny Omega saying they don't want to have nothing to do with Punk, which I mean, I understand. Again, 
But we're not going to get into that. Put on your big boy pants. Apologize to everybody. Both sides apologize to each other. Both were in the wrong. And that falls again on Tony Khan. He needs to make them apologize to each other. Mm-hmm. And as, as much as I love me some TK, I don't think the man's got the balls to do it. No. But I think we'll see. Do you want to discuss or it for the end of news? We'll discuss whatever you want. The You're w- the star of the show, evidently, according to Bobby now, because Bobby's mad at me. The WWE and Vincent Kennedy McMahon are being sued once again over writing racist storylines. One of them involving Mansoor being behind 9-11. Another one being a white man who's a hunter chasing around an African-American man locking him in cages and beating him up. Um, so yeah. Well, damn, but I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Nothing. They're, they're going to pay the the person off or the people off, and you'll never hear about it again. That. Who the fuck comes up with that shit? Vincent Kenny McMahon, because he's a fucking carny. Wrestling used to be nothing but carny shit. Oh, and Stephanie. And he's a racist it. motherfucker. And Stephanie was involved. But then again, I'm not surprised. Granted that Triple H has done blackface. That whole thing with Booker T at WrestleMania. Dancing like a gorilla towards Mark Henry. That's just the name of it. Vince McMahon's called John Cena inward on national television in front of Booker T. Yes, and... What a lot of people fail to realize, even though it was still wrong, it was more acceptable then. You can't take morals now no, and that place doesn't them matter. back then. That doesn't fucking matter. It should have never well, happened no, in the first place. I'm not saying it shouldn't. Did you not hear what I said? Even though it was wrong, it was more acceptable then than it is now. It shouldn't be accepted then either. Well, no, but it was. But no, it was wrong to begin with, and why the fuck you thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Also, the Kurt Angle promo on saying how he wants to have sex with Booker T's wife. Well, I mean, Queen Charmaine looked good. I'm not saying she didn't, but some of the stuff they had him say. Kurt Angle even came out and said that shit made him uncomfortable. But, it's insane. Vince McMahon needs to be packed the fuck up. The whole WWE needs to be packed the fuck up. Yes, it's cool having... Two different big promotions in the WWE for wrestling. But what the fuck are they doing? It's stupid. I do not disagree with that. 
yes, the two different promotions is cool and all. But come on. What is it going to take for people to stop supporting this fucking company? And you're going to tell me, sit there and tell me that Saudi Arabia wouldn't have been pissed about a Saudi Arabian wrestler being behind the 9-11 attacks? I'm not saying that. It's a good one. Good one, Vince. Good one, writing staff. But that's all the news I have. I think it's fucking stupid. And I think the WWE needs to go out of business. Well, that'll never happen. Until Vince dies. It won't go out of business when Vince dies. But, anywho, what do you have? One Will Ospreay contract will be up February of 2024. All Elite. Mm, Papa Will. I need Papa Will in the States. All Elite. Um, AEW quietly cancels Dark Elevation. It's for the Saturday show. Yeah, I'm kind of sad, but I understand. I get it. It is way. Yo, what, 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 what the fuck was that? I was yawning. My bad. Mm. Oh. So, who has been your favorite TNT champion at AEW? Cody Sammy Rhodes. Guevara? Cody? Miro? Cody Darby? Scorpio Sky? You're just a Cody, Mark. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite would have to be Scorpio Sky. Who's been your favorite AEW champion? Mm, Omega. I think it would be a tie between Omega and Jericho. I mean, I like Moxley's run. Omega, Adam Page, Moxley, all of them. Have you noticed AEW's been dropping hints of Koto Ibushi debuting? Yeah, tonight. So, evidently, Chavo Guerrero made some comments on Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I saw. So, basically, he said, thank you for keeping Eddie's name alive, but we don't need you. We're good. You know what I'm saying? Saying that they're still trying to profit off of Eddie Guerrero, even though he's been gone for how long? A while. A while? So, yeah. But I don't think that's a Rey Mysterio thing. I think that's a WWE creative thing. So I think if Chavo Guerrero, and he backtracked his shit, but I think if he was mad, he shouldn't have directed it at Rey Mysterio. He should have directed it at WWE Creative. Well, I feel like Rey Mysterio is one of those guys that has leeway to do what he wants. I think he has some pull. Not as much as a Brock Lesnar or Undertaker or Triple H. No. But 
And back in the day, Triple H didn't have that much pull. Vince, Vince punished Triple H for some of the shit he did. Or is it just Chavo trying to be relevant again? Well, I think it's Chavo being tired of the WWE um, using his cousin. Right, they were cousins, right? They were either cousins or brothers. I can't remember. Anyway, back to Papa Will. Um, Papa Will made a I guess he was asked about the all-in show at Wembley. Mm -hmm. And Will Ospreay is quoted as saying, I continue to have a good relationship with Tony Khan. All-in needs to be the biggest biggest variety show of all time. If there's a spot, I'd forever be grateful to walk down Wembley Stadium. It would mean a lot, but I understand I don't work there. And Osprey will be there. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Osprey Omega to Wembley Stadium. Three Wembley Stadium. Because mm-hmm. you know we're getting Osprey Omega to Forbidden Door. No. Yeah. If I'm going to do Osprey. Omega at All In, I wouldn't do them at Forbidden Door. I would do Omega Okada at Forbidden Door, maybe. Well, no. Be- well, I don't know who's winning the Tanahashi Osprey match. Better be Osprey. I like Tana, but I like Osprey more. So, what are your thoughts on Ric Flair saying that Vince McMahon is his hero? He's a great guy, and he didn't care what he does. Creeps are going to be creeps with each other. And I'll leave it at that. So, a report from your favorite um, has <coughs> stated that Thunder Rosa is still not clear to return to the ring, and now there is concern that she may have to undergo back surgery. Mm. We know Bobby's going to miss her. Sucks for Thunder Rosa, because I actually do enjoy Thunder Rosa. Bobby's going to miss her. But, um, hope she gets healthy and hope she's able to come back soon. It'd be one bitch I wouldn't add time on today contract when her contract's up. Like, peace out, bitch. Anyways, what's next? So, evidently, WWE is reportedly interested in doing a brand split PLE again. Good. Good idea, bad idea? I truly like that idea. I wouldn't mind that, truthfully. You keep... I would keep Money in the Bank combined. SummerSlam, The Rumble, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania. Those would be the ones I keep. Or, you rotate Money in the Bank every year. So one year, Raw will have it. Then the next year, it would be SmackDown. Or you could do two Money in the Bank matches, one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Or that. So evidently, my boy, MJF, put out a a tweet and then he deleted it. But what he said, I kind of agree with. So I'm going to read you his tweet and then tell me what you think. I saw the tweet. 
Do you still need me to read it? Sure, read it for the listeners. Okay. So MJF said, the more wrestling fans become bloodthirsty for these dangerous feats in the ring, the more the wrestlers were hurting themselves trying to curry fans' favor. Then he went on to address the wrestlers. The fans don't understand that it, at any given point, we can be paralyzed from the neck down or even die from a maneuver as simple as a body slam. By the way, fans reading this, body slams hurt. Every move hurts. They will keep moving the goalpost of what they deem is good, in quotes. So before you do something stupid, consider this. Their tweet about your banger, in quotes, gonna pay for your medical bills. Do the right thing and go in the ring. I didn't get it all. The same way you came out. Yeah. So your thoughts on... He's not wrong. He's not wrong, and I quoted, or I replied to somebody on Twitter and said, if the match calls for, like, a high-flying, flippy-floppy match or your opponent, then, yeah, give give us that match. But there should have been no, like, the Jay White commander match. Jay White is not a, a, a high-flying person. Yeah. So Commander should have changed a little bit of his high flying maneuvers to better suit Jay White. That makes sense? Yeah. Now Kenny Omega, he's a high flyer. He can do regular spots. You put him and Osprey together or him and who uh Vikingo, then yeah, you're gonna get some high spots. The mm. match called for it. Yeah. You're not going to put MJF in a match with Commander and expect MJF to go flying off the top rope and do a, a, a 360 swanton onto the floor. <laughs> you know, that's not his style. Will he take one? Yeah, if he's standing on the floor and then, like, Commander wants to do one on him, that's fine. But you can't expect him to do one. But I agree with what Matt Twelve said. I totally agree with what Maxwell said. And I agree with what you said. But I will say this. Sometimes a high flyer versus a technical wrestler is good. I enjoy them. I enjoyed the Commander and Jay White match last week. I don't think it was the best match of all time. But I would say it was a solid match. Absolutely, and like I said, if the two opponents are both high flyers, like an Omega Vikingo, Omega Osprey, then yeah, then give it to me. Yeah, and I would but say if you're Omega's gonna put, a high flyer. He's just athletic. Yeah, but if you're gonna put someone like Commander Vikingo in a match with Brian Danielson, don't expect Brian Danielson to do. A 630. <laughs> so they need to, like, tame their stuff down to fit Danielson. And Danielson can throw in a few moves that you normally wouldn't expect. I mean, it's like looking at Wardlow. Nobody would expect Wardlow to do a swanton off the top rope. But he does, and he does it well. Mm-hmm. Because he practiced it when he got into wrestling. That was something he wanted to do. 
He said that. He wanted to be a big man that could fly. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect a Will Hobbs to do that. No, unless he wanted to. Or is the high-flying maneuvers really cool on TV or to see in person? Yeah, we've seen a few in person. I mean, we seen Sammy Guevara do some crazy shit. Uh-huh. But it's like Will Ospreay said, you can't keep doing that same kind of wrestling style and expect your body to hold up. If you have done that since you're a teenager, by the time you're 30, you're going to be in Will Ospreay's position where either I'm going to continue to do um, the high-flying spots and have a shortened career, or I'm going to change my wrestling style and do a few high spots and do more technical wrestling so I can extend my career. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Okay. Alex Bowman broke his back. And how did he do that? From the wreck? He was in a crash last night. Oh. A sprint car crash. Oh, okay. Well, NASCAR has nothing to do with wrestling, but shit. Oh, fuck. It sounds like that team's having bad luck. Chase broke his leg. Let's see. It's the 55 car. The one that's flipping? Right, right there. Right there. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he won't be doing sprint car racing anymore in his contract. Alex Bowman's out three to four weeks with the fractured vertebrae. Oh, well, that's not too bad. If he'd have broke his back, then he'd have been out longer. Josh Berry will be in the 48 car. Well, there's your NASCAR news during our wrestling podcast. Another left turn. So let's make a right turn and get this back on track. Okay. So that's all I got. Oh, we need to talk about Triple H's earth-shattering announcement from Monday Night Raw. That shit was so fucking ass. But it was earth shattering. Didn't you feel the earth move? Nope. Ain't that a song? I think it's a 70s song. I don't know. And then we get to hear from the boss tonight on AEW. But he didn't say he had an announcement. We just said we'll hear from him. I think it's the Owen. I do too. Everybody's like, it's collision. I'm like, have you motherfuckers not been paying attention? They're going to announce that at... Warner Brother Day, whatever Thank Warner Brother calls it. They're not going to let him announce it beforehand. Y'all are goddamn stupid. God, where is y'all's intelligence? I know society is getting stupider by the minute, but y'all never cease to impress me with your stupidity. I think it's the Owen Hart thing because it's about that time. Yeah. Or either he hit a streaming deal and I wouldn't be upset with that. Nope. Which I think they would announce that at Warner Brother Day too. They wouldn't let him do that. But that's my opinions, and opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got one. Anyways, it's our favorite time of the week. New belt. What do you think about the new belt? Triple H revealed. I know. As soon as he revealed it, you said it was ass. I still think it's ass. 
it's not as bad as it originally looked. The more I look at it, the more I kind of see where they were going. Would I have put the big WWE letters in front behind the globe? Maybe not, but I see where they were going. In pictures, it does look nice. I will say that. On TV, it looks absolutely disgusting. But they were trying to go for big gold with the WWE twist on it. And I would like the belt if the WWE logo wasn't in the middle of it. Well, you know they gotta market themselves. Yeah. But... Anyways, on the Dynamite internet page from last week. Hello? Or yeah. the mom? I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. We're getting to it. Are we ready to go into it now? Nothing mm-hmm. else? Nothing else. Oh. So... We have dynamite. It was from one of the beautiful cities in the United States, Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. Go Steelers! Go Penguins! Fuck the Penguins! I mean... I wouldn't mind fucking Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is a piece of shit. So are you, but I love you. Yeah, and I hate Sidney Crosby. Well, he hates you, too. Good. Fuck him. I hope he does. Anyway. Dynamite was from Pittsburgh. And we start off with... The pillar promo, as I'm going to call it. Um, We start off with Jungle Boy making his way down to the ring. As Jungle Boy gets ready to talk, Sammy Guevara's music hits. Sammy comes out. As Sammy gets ready to talk, you guess it, Darby's music hits, Darby comes out. Darby says to Sammy Guevara, out of all the pillars, I have known you the longest and like you. Says you're the least qualified to be AEW champion. And says that him and Sting view each other as equals, not dependents, as he as. Jericho sees him and that it's not called the Sting Appreciation Society like Jericho Appreciation Society. And Darby goes on to tell Sammy that he feels Jericho is holding him back. Then Darby moves on to Jungle Boy. He says, whatever it is you go by now, Jungle Jack, that works. Jungle whatever. Um, says that he was handpicked because he was part of the California clique and that nothing intimidated him about Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy responds, says, if fans really knew you, you're antisocial, unfriendly, and this was your second choice of a career because you failed as a skateboarder. Meanwhile, Sammy's laying up on the ropes just a chillaxin'. Finally, Sammy goes, it would be a challenge to come up with a new way to say what a dirtbag you are. 
and says out of Darby and MJF, he respects him the most. He says, what you, what you see is what you get with Sammy. He says, you are still a scumbag and piece of shit. Then Sammy replies, Jungle Boy, you are just like Maxwell, the, gold, the golden children. Talks about recent pay-per-views where MJF and Jungle Boy were on them while Darby and Sammy were not. And says he can relate to Darby. You were the first pillar to win the TNT Championship. Then Maxwell's music hits. The crowd begins to boo. Says he don't care what they think because they think Britt Baker is talented. Then Maxwell goes on to say, Ladies, stop fighting over me in a girly type voice. Says there's going to be a pillars tournament and winner will face MJF for the Triple B at Double or Nothing, and one person will be getting a bye. Random dude comes out with a hat with names in it. Maxwell pulls a name, says Darby will get a bye. Darby is happy, and MJF says match will be tonight between Guevara and Jungle Boy. I enjoyed the promo. I don't get how people weren't liking it. I did enjoy this promo. I thought all of them did good in it. Darby needs a little more seasoning on the mic. He looks like he's intimidated with it. Yeah. But Darby does his talking with his wrestling. And I think a lot of people are kind of pissed off because... Dynamite used to start with matches and now they've done like promos and they're kind of falling into the WWE shit and they were supposed to be different. So that's where I think people are pissed. Mm -hmm. So then we move on. What? Our first match of the night is the women's match? They're not in a regular 930 slot? Interesting. So, our women's match features Dr. Britt Baker, of course, because they're in Pittsburgh and she's from Pittsburgh. And the AEW Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter, versus the Outcast, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. And as Baker and Hayter were coming out, the Outcast charge up the ramp and attack them. Then we have Tony Storm beating up Jamie Hayter, slams her into the side of the ring. Good, break her back. Get your title back, Tony Storm. Fuck Tony Storm. Then we see Jamie Hayter going for the Hater Raid on Storms. Ruby Soho breaks it up. Then Hater with a double suplex on Soho and Storm. Hater slams Storm Storm's back into the barricade. She's gonna wake up with back problems. Hater going for the Lariat and Storm hits her with a forearm. Then we have Ruby Soho comes in, takes on Hater. Britt come in to save the day. Hater gets a kick with a boot by Tony Storm. That's right. Kick that bitch in the face. Get your title back. The Outcast trying to keep Hater isolated. She begins to fight back. Soho gets between Hater and Baker to stop the tag. Tony Storm begins stomping away at Jamie Hater. Gets a two count. Ruby Soho distracts the ref as Soraya... Hits Jamie Hayter with a set of knees. Hayter makes a tag. Then we get a, a sling blade on Storm after a miscue. Baker pulls out the glove. Storm with a German suplex gets a two count. After Hayter breaks it up, 
Then we have double teaming on Tony Storm. Baker gets a two count as Soho breaks it up. Then Storm with a hip attack on Britt Baker. And then gets hit with the belt. Storm hits the Storm Zero and Britt kicks out. Storm sends Hater into the stairs. Then drop kicks Hater's shoulder. Looks like she injured her shoulder. Then Baker hits the Panama Sunrise on Soho. Gets a two count as Ruby kicks out. Baker goes for the lockjaw. Soho taps out. The ref raises Britt's hands. Hater doesn't even get back in the ring to get her hand raised. So it was basically the Britt Baker show. Well, they were in Brittsburg. Yeah. Your thoughts on all that? Um. Fuck Tony Storm for injuring Jamie Hater's shoulder. Too bad she didn't break her arm. She'd get her title back. Shut up. Break her arm. Break her arm. Shut up. Stop talking. Well, damn. That's rude. Well. You shouldn't wish injury upon anybody unless it's Sidney Crosby. No. Yep. I just feel that Tony Storm got shitted as her interim title run, and she needs a true title run. Well, and maybe. I And I, that's a hill I will die on. Well, maybe just be good enough. No, it wasn't Tony Storm's fault. It was Contarosa's fault. Well. So when Contarosa comes back, Tony Storm needs to beat the fuck out of that cot. No. Yes. Moving on, we have a Wardlow promo. Says that he had a horseman at ringside once and that he's going to reach out to another horseman. And then we see Arn Anderson walk up. And Arn starts talking and says that tonight, instead of playing checkers, we start playing chess. Then we get the Elite promo. Kenny Omega with a microphone. He looks kind of serious. Says that the Blackpool Combat Club was respected, but not anymore. And says that he doesn't have much to say and that he wants the Blackpool Combat Club to come to the ring so they can squash this once and for all like men. And we see Brian Danielson come up on the screen screen and say, talk about amateurs. You have interview time and come out and say, I don't have anything or don't have much to say. Then Claudio Moxie, you to come in and attack the elite from behind. We get Nick flying over the top, taking out Claudio. They begin to fight in the crowd. We see Matt with Northern Lights on Yuta. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club looks to be in control. Claudio with a gut wrench on Nick. Then Mox with the Death Rider on Omega. Danielson comes to the ring and says, Just as I thought, a bunch of amateurs. Except for you, Kenny. I thought you would be a professional. Maybe you're not. Then we see Don Callis come running out to the ring with a chair. Then he looks at the ring, and then he drops the chair and runs away. Danielson pulls out the screwdriver. Callis comes back, but he's not alone, and he has brought one... Takeshita. Takeshita. Yuna goes to meet Takeshita. Takeshita lays him out, jumps in the ring, throws out Claudio... Then we get a V-trigger by Omega on Yuta. 
And then we see Don Callis in the ring, and he raises Omega and Tashida's hand as he's standing in the middle, and the Young Bucks are kind of looking confused. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. Yes. I'm kind of liking Takeshita with the Elite. He could be the newest Elite member. I like him better than fucking Hangman Adam Page. This is going to lead to a Kenny Takeshita Ibuchi versus Adam Page on Bucks match. Ooh. Have that be at all in. Mm. I can see that. I would not be opposed to that. Neither would I. So, moving on, we have our TNT Championship match between Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. Crowd is chanting for Wardlow. We see Wardlow with the shoulder into Hobbs. Hobbs with a belly-to-belly. They begin fighting outside the ring. Wardlow sends Hobbs into the barricade. They begin to fight in the crowd. Hobbs with knees to Wardlow's midsection. I mean, I could do something to Wardlow's midsection. It's not with my knees. Wardlow with a swanton bomb on Hobbs. They begin to exchange hits. Nothing like big meaty men slapping meat. <coughs> then we see Wardlow with a headbutt. He takes down Hobbs. Then we see, um, what's the bitch's name? Haley Cameron. Mm-hmm. Trying to distract Wardlow. QT with a cutter while ref is distracted. Hobbs gets a two count. QT gets in the ring to argue with the ref. Arn Anderson comes in, does his Glock sign. QT backs out of the ring, walks up the ramp backwards as Penta is behind him, and Penta lays him out with a super kick and sends QT back into the ring where Arn Anderson hits him with a DDT. I'm going to stop right there because a lot of people were bitching about, well, they didn't understand why Penta came out and did what he did. If you watch fucking Rampage, then you would know Penta had a match with Hobbs and QT cost him to match. Same thing with Phoenix. Phoenix had a match with Hobbs and QT cost Phoenix the match. Mm-hmm. But you don't fucking watch Rampage, then you bitch because you don't understand shit that goes on Dynamite the next week. So Wardlow hits a power bomb. He hits another one. He gets a third one. Wardlow with the cover, gets the pin, and Wardlow is your new TNT Championship. Everybody was bitching because they were pissed Hobbs lost. And then we hear Christian Cage music hits, and he comes out with Luchasaurus. So, Wardlow-Luchasaurus feud coming? I'd rather have it be Wardlow than Christian. Yeah, but I don't think Christian wants to wrestle that much. I think Christian just wants to be like a manager type person. No, Christian's waiting for his best friend to become all elite. Mm-hmm. Saturday, May 13th at the Salem Civic Center. Wardlow versus Lee Moriarty for the TNT Championship. Nice. Tickets on sale now. Nice. Your thoughts on that? Um, well, the match was fine. I do like the Wardlow and Arn Anderson pairing. Think it's interesting. Think Wardlow needs Arn Anderson. 
But I wouldn't mind seeing a new Four Horsemen with Wardlow, Brian Pillman, Brock Anderson, and throwing somebody else. Don't know who, who you would throw in there. But I think that would be a solid faction with Arn Anderson leading the charge. hell what are we what the helling there's people on the 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 tweeter defending vince defending vince mcmahon saying risks are taking during writing and it's only ideas pitch that never made it to tv yeah i don't know wow and again when i thought Humanity couldn't get any stupider. Oh, there's some bad ones I've already seen. That I'm not going to say on air. But I will read them off to you off air. Anyway. Then we get a Sammy Guevara promo. We see MJF come up. Sammy, we aren't friends. What do you want? MJF says that he feels they got off to the wrong foot during their inner circle days. Says he's kind of, kind of liked him. Doesn't um, mind he sticks his tongue out more than Gene Simmons on math. Goes on to say that he can make an agreement with Sammy and offers him a spot in the main event at Double or Nothing if he would just lay down. Um, Sammy goes, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to beat Jungle Boy, I'm going to beat Darby, then I'm going to beat you for the World Championship. MJF also offered Sammy a blank check, says you could put any number. Sammy uses MJF's back and writes a number down in the check. MJF goes, um, that's your price? Okay, we have a deal. MJF goes to shake on it. Sammy says, friends don't shake. Friends hug. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. And so now they're evidently <laughs> best friends. Their cats had playdates. Hey, sometimes your cats have to have playdates. But I guess that's what best friends do. Yep. Anyhow, moving on. So our next match, we have Switchblade Jay White making his in-ring debut versus Commander. Oh, I got a sneeze. Oh. Jay White comes out with Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, people were bitching about this match, which we kind of discussed during our news segment. I will say, ladies, Jay White's got a beautiful six pack. You could take your tongue and lick it up and down on that. When you're talking about that, I'm gonna go get me some tea. 
Anyway, we see Jay White with a kick to Commander. Jay White begins to do some trash talking while he's beating the shit out of Commander. Then we notice that Sean Spears is sitting in the crowd. And we have Commander with a kick to Jay White. Then Commander hits a Hurricane Rana on White. Commander does a moonsault. He misses, but he still lands on his feet. But he takes a nice kick in the face from White. White throws Commander out of the ring. Ref starts beefing with Juice. White goes over, says something to Sean Spears. Then he begins to chop Commander. Spears is raiding uh, Jay White's chops, and he only gives them a six. Then we have Commander with a two count after some nice moves. Commander with a kick to Jay White. White with a finger to the eye. Then they cry. White crashes to the floor. Commander walks the ropes, flips, and takes out White. Hits a shooting star press. He gets two two counts. Then we get a cutthroat suplex into the switchblade. Jay White gets the pin. Then Juice Robinson throws Sean Spears over the barricade and the Bullet Club gold double team Sean Spears. And out comes Ricky Starks with the save on Spears. And Starks hit a spear on Juice Robinson that Juice is probably still feeling today. And then Juice Robinson screamed out, Ricky! But, yeah, that I enjoyed the Commander and Jay White match, as I said earlier. Don't think it was the greatest match of all time. Nowhere close. But, I would say it was a solid match. Oh, mm-hmm. oh damn. Well then, next we get an FTR promo, but before we actually get into their promo, Renee Paquette tells FTR that Mark Briscoe was attacked earlier in the day. FTR takes off to the trainer's room, which conveniently was just where they were doing their interview. Then we get FTR and what I call Lethal Crew fighting over who is going to avenge the attack on Mark Briscoe. It was kind of stupid and funny at the same time. And Mark Briscoe goes, you two, talking to FTR, and you two, talking to Lethal and Jared, <laughs> team up and face the varsity athletes with Slim J. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to lead to a Mark Briscoe FTR versus... Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh. Match. Yeah, hold on one second. I'm sending a text about some business stuff. Ah, uh, business. Yeah, my side hustle. Would you do business with CM Punk? 
What kind of business? I don't know. Oh, damn. I mean, I would do business with TK in my bedroom. Showtime sold more than 1.2 million pay-per-view units for Saturday's Tank Davis versus Garcia Superfight at T-Mobile Arena. Nice. The gate was $22.8 million. I figured that fight would draw. Garcia's a bitch for the way he ended that match, though. Anyway, can I move on? Uh Uh-huh. So then we get the Jericho-Adam Cole face-to-face. Every time Jericho comes out in the spiky suit, you know something bad's going to happen, and it's not going to happen to Jericho. Mm Mm-hmm. So Cole comes out. Of course, he's in Pittsburgh colors. And Cole says that he had studied and idolized Chris Jericho. First time in the ring with Jericho. He has tons of respect for Jericho. And Jericho shakes hands with Cole. Then Jericho says from the bottom of his heart, he has zero respect for Adam Cole. Says that Cole is arrogant and is a son of a bitch. And Taz agrees on commentary. Says Cole is lucky he don't slap his dumb face right now. Adam Cole replied, I knew you were going that route. Me and a lot of people here in Pittsburgh think you are a real jagoff. Jagoff is a term used in Pittsburgh for dumbass. He asked who is the real Jericho. Says he thinks the real Jericho is an insecure, fickle, stupid idiot. You wanted my attention. You got it. Now what? Jericho replied and said, get out of the ring if you're smart. They begin to go at it. Garcia comes in, begins stomping on Cole. Out comes Britt Baker to save Cole. She slaps Jericho. As she is standing there mouthing off to Jericho, the outcast slide up from behind and attack Britt. Garcia pulls out some handcuffs and handcuffs Adam Cole to the rope. Garcia with a kendo stick. Cole yells at Jericho, hit me, I dare you. Jericho turns and gives the kendo stick to Saraya, and Saraya begins to beat the ever-living shit out of Britt Baker as Cole is helpless and has to watch. And if you pay attention, you actually catch Britt Baker yelling Adam Cole's real name. Mm-hmm. Because the bitch was getting her ass kicked. I did actually enjoy this segment. Well, I'm not done with the segment, but... Well, no, I'm just saying. This segment had really great storytelling in it. Because you move, finally move along the women's storyline. And you move along the Adam Cole and Jericho storyline. The crowd begins to yell piece of shit as the outcast and Jericho and Garcia walk up the ramp. Um, We noticed nobody came out to help Britt Baker, which was a lot of people on the old Twitter machine was complaining about. But Hater was injured and nobody else really likes Britt Baker, evidently. Yeah, where was Willow? Yeah. Or Sky Blue. They're in ROH now. Well, they've been popping up on AEW throughout the storyline. You know what we get tomorrow? Lady Willow Bar. bars. 
Oh, I was going to say Lady Frost versus Athena. <laughs> no, I like Willow Bars from Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman. <laughs> Is Willow Riccoboni in my Yep. I, just I do agree the... they, they finally moved the women's story along. I'm still trying to figure out how Britt got the black eye. Maybe her face hitting the ground? Or maybe she... No, because she didn't come out with it after the match. Yeah, so it happened during the Jericho segment. I don't know. So then we get Jake Hager, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange versus the Acclaim with Daddy Ass. Caster's rap was okay. I mean, his raps lately have been mid. We get the JS attacking the Acclaim before the bell. We get Ange in the ring with the Acclaim. Bowen's with the Scissor Me Timbers. Ange fighting back against Caster. Hager in taking it to Caster. Caster gets his knees up on Hager. Caster tags in Billy Gunn. Gunn goes for the famous or misses. Hager tags in... Daddy Magic. Then Hager distracts the stupid ref. And when I say stupid ref, y'all all know who it is. Ange hits Bowens with an object. Ange backs up to Billy Gunn. Billy then decides to break Ange's comb. Bowens tags Caster. He hits the mic drop and the acclaim. And Daddy Ass get the win. Um, I didn't care for this match, truthfully. I didn't either. I like the acclaimed. I'm kind of getting over the acclaim. But, yeah. I don't know. This match just didn't hit for me. So, moving on. Moving on to our main event for Dynamite. We have Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Boy Perry, Jungle Jack, Jungle Perry, Boy Perry, whatever Jungle you want to Jungle Jack Perry boy. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call him. We see Sh- uh, Sammy shoves Jungle Boy in the face. Sammy over the top taking out Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy hits a Hurricane Rana over the rope. Takes Sammy to the floor. Sammy with the Spanish fly, but he can't capitalize. They begin throwing punches on the apron. Jungle Boy off the turnbuckle. Sammy with the knees to his face. Then we get a picture of MJF watching backstage and says, That's my friend. Jungle Boy with a lariat on Sammy sends him inside out. Then a power bomb on the apron by Jungle Boy to Sammy. Jungle Boy gets a two count after hitting a destroyer. Then Sammy with a cutter. Then into a DDT gets a two count. Sammy was going for the GTH. Jungle Boy counters. Both men are down. Then we see both of them on their knees. They begin slapping each other. Jungle Boy locks in the snare trap. Sammy makes it to the ropes to break the hold. Sammy with a drop kick to Jungle Boy, who was on the top of the turnbuckle. Jungle Boy lands through the timekeeper's table. Ref starts count. As the ref gets to eight, Sammy grabs the ref as Jungle Boy crawls back into the ring. MJF grabs Jungle Boy, hits him with the dynamite diamond ring, and Jungle Boy gets counted out, and your winner is Sammy Guevara. Then we see MJF come in the ring with Sammy on his shoulders, and MJF is wearing a better-than-you shirt, which I need to get. Um, 
Can I have a tag match with MJF and Sammy? I'm so down for that. A tag match, but not like a long-lasting tag team. I wouldn't even be upset with that. Give them the tag belts. Shut up. <laughs> How many times are you going to tell me to shut up, goddammit? <laughs> However many times Fuck you, you, say you stupid little cunt, bitch whore. Your thoughts on the match? I thought it was a good match. Um, it was solid, but again, you could do the MJF and Sammy storyline for like the match. Have them go up against Darby and Jungle Boy, but then have Matt turn his back on Sammy. Mm. So, yeah. That's how I would do it. Because you know Max is playing Sammy. Oh, hell yeah. You know that for a fact. But I enjoy Dynamite. It wasn't one of the best Dynamites, but it wasn't like trash like a lot of the podcasters said it was. Yeah. Um I enjoyed it. I didn't really care for the Jay White Commander match, but like we discussed earlier, I think it was the, just the different styles that kind of threw it off. But Anyway, we're going to move on to Rampage. So, Rampage. We're starting off with Christopher Daniels and Moxley. I mean, that's random. Where's the story? Um, The story is there isn't one. It was just a solid match. Oh, I was going to answer them on the podcast. Well, we still can. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, no, let's answer the Bobby questions first. Before we go into Rampage. Okay. Well, you read the Bobby question. His first question is, why does Jamie Hayter suck ass so much? She doesn't. She's better than Tony Storm. His second question... Wait, don't I get a reply? Sure, go ahead. Why does Jamie Hayter suck ass so much? Because she's not Tony Storm, and she doesn't get banged by rock hard Juice Robinson. Is Britt Baker even a real doctor? Yes, Yes, she she is is. a real dentist. She went to the University of Pittsburgh Medical School. How much of a boost do you think AEW will get in ratings once CM Punk comes back? No, read it correctly. Once my boy Punk comes back. A lot. Unfortunately, a lot. And what city that AEW hasn't been to do you think they should go next? What'd you say? I said Montreal, because Montreal is a great crowd for wrestling. I think they should go to Berlin, Germany. Now... I would say either Montreal. No, the motherfuckers need to come back to North Carolina. God damn it, making me have to go to a goddamn motherfucking Raw. 
or what we discussed yesterday and they do a show in Osaka. Yeah. I would either say Montreal or Osaka, Japan. Yeah. Those would be my main two. But logistics is going to be kind of like logistics going to London. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And the only way I could see them doing Osaka is if it was like Forbidden Door and New Japan put up most of the logistics of that. AEW Wrestle Jam. Yeah, or something. So, those are Bobby's questions that we just answered live on the air. Uh-huh. So, I hope you're happy, Bobby. Uh-huh. So, now we're going on to Rampage? Yep. So, as I stated before, we got interrupted with Bobby questions. Um, We got Moxley and Christopher Daniels. They lock up in the center of the ring. We see Mox with a side headlock on Daniels. Mox with a shoulder takedown. Daniels with a headlock on Moxley. Moxley with knees to Daniels midsection. Daniels with chops on Moxley. Daniels off the apron with a clothesline to Mox. Mox drops Daniels face first onto the stairs. Mox with a sleeper. Then he goes into the elbows. Locks in the bulldog choke. Mox wins by submission. He releases Christopher Daniels after the bell. And usually he holds on to his submission hold way, way after the bell has rung. It's because he has respect for him. Your thoughts on the match? Um, that was a good match. For an old fella, Christopher Daniels looks solid. As most of the time he does. Moxley and BCC still continue to dominate. And they're going to get fucked up by a Kodo Yabushi man soon. And by soon, I hope tonight. And by tonight, I mean like the first match of Dynamite. Anyway, then we get a Jay Cargill promo. Says she doesn't have time. Tells Mark Sterling to handle it. Sterling says Taya Valkyrie cannot use the road to Valhalla in their match. If she does, it is a automatic disqualification. That's all. Um, I kind of like how they're setting up Taya. I think Taya's going to take the title off of Jade. I don't know if she's going to do it tonight, but I can see it in the future. Or Taya loses and out comes one Trinity Fato. That would be some shit, wouldn't it? Yes. Or returning Chris Statlander. See, that's what everybody's saying, that he's waiting for Stat to come back. And I'm just like, that's done. Done. You got to move on. And I think that's something that TK don't understand. You can't just sit there and wait forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a simp for him. He don't do very many things wrong, but I think this one might be a wrong idea. Next, we get a Hook and Hardy promo. Um, Jeff Hardy looks good. That he does. Jeff gets on the mic, says that it's cool to be back in this elite world. He's worked hard to get back, and that he wants to announce that he's retiring. From doing stupid shit. (laughs) Good for Jeff. Jeff actually does seem happy. He seems in good health. He looks great. He's moving a little better. He's moving a little better, so just hope the people around him 
keep them on the right path. I'm sorry, but if I'm Tony Khan, I am paying somebody to follow that motherfucker around, make sure he don't fucking screw up. I will hire him a personal driver, whatever. Whatever needs to happen. So, he goes on to say that he wants to end his career in AEW on a high note. And then he hands the mic to Matt, who begins to talk about the firm deletion match. Stokely comes on the screen and says that he has contacted Matt about details for this match, and Matt has not responded. Matt says, I will let you know when the match takes place, and then the firm attacks them from behind, and Stokely says, that's crazy. Then we see Ethan Page with the ego's edge on Isaiah Cassidy, and they, I think, was it Moriarty and Big Bill, Dragon, Cassidy? Big Bill. Dragon Cassidy up the ramp. The Hardys with the chairs run the firm off. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this deletion match. Again, this storyline has been entertaining. I know people hate on Stokely. Like, there's some people that just hate Stokely. But I find him kind of entertaining in a strange way. Like, I think that's his whole gimmick is for you to think he's so stupid that it's funny. Dick riding without a license. Yep. Next, we get Kiara Hogan versus Julia Hart. Kiara goes after Julia, and she ducks twice. Julia with a slap to Hogan. Hogan <gasps> uses her quickness to get a two-count on Julia. Julia with a kick to Kiara's face. Kiara with a kick to Julia's jaw. Kiara with a two-count. Then we see Julia with a net breaker. She gets a two-count. Julia hits Heartless and gets Kiara to tap out. And then Anna Jay comes to the ring, attacks Julia. Security and refs are trying to break them up. And they have a hard time keeping them apart. And I put, really? Bro, Julia Hart's like 70 pounds. Soaking wet. Same with Anna Jay. Eh. Okay, eh. Anna Jay's probably 100. Yeah, mostly because of her ass. Yeah. But I think I'm going to like the Anna J Julia Hart feud. I think it's leading to Anna J being in House of Black. Which I'm not opposed to. Because then you're setting up another AEW women's tag team for a future AEW women's tag team championship, though. Maybe. But AEW has too many championships as it is. Well, you're depending on what you do with Collision, you will need. I am not calling that show Collision. You know what I'm? I'm calling that the I'm a Pussy Punk show. No, you're calling it Collision. I'm calling it the Pussy Punk show. Anyways, but with Collision, I think you're going to need a set of belts. I don't think you'll need two world championships. Throw, like, the TNT title on there. Have the tag titles go back and forth. Have the women's title go back and forth. And then maybe you throw in, like, a AEW Women's Tag Team Championships. You have the International Championship go back and forth. And whatever. Yeah, I can see that. 
Anywho. Anyhow, then we get a Christopher Daniels promo. Um, as Christopher Daniels is being interviewed, he said he's he isn't here for respect. He's here for championships. Claudio and Yulia, uh, Claudio and Utah roll up on him. Then Mox comes in and says, CD is cool. He's an OG. CD, guess people are wrong about you. You have a little honor left in you, referring to Moxley. Then Moxley turns around, slams Christopher Daniels' head into the locker, and says, we never changed. It's everybody else out of their damn mind. Yeah. Um, the BCC's killing everybody. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, but you know the one person they're not going to kill? Who's the one person they're not going to kill? Kodo Ibushi. No. Because Kodo Ibushi is going to be the one who kills them. You think? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I can see them burying Kodo. They're not burying Kodo, you boochie. You see, I'm laughing dipshit. I know. Okay, moving on. Then we have... FTR, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal versus Varsity Athletes with Slim J. Um, We have Sanjay tell Mark Briscoe, we are your best friends. Dax, Slim J starting off. Slim J beating the shit out of Dax in the corner. Dax with chops to Slim J. Dax with a tag to Cash. We get a hurricane rata by Slim J on Cash. Scoop slam by Cash on Slim J. Lethal with blonde tag. Jarrett taking it to Slim J. Lethal gets a two count on Slim J. We have a miscue by Lethal and he hits Cash. Then we see Sterling and Sanjay kind of have some words. I need a Mark Sterling Sanjay Dutt match in the future. Josh Woods begins to take it to Cash. He tags in Nice. Woods with a headlock on Cash. Ari Devari stops Cash from making the tag. Dax is now in with rights to Nice. We have everyone fighting. Jarrett going for the clothesline. Sterling hits Dax. Dax covers Nice for the win. Marks comes out to break up the FTR Jeff Jarrett Jay Lethal fight. Interesting. What? Britt Baker will be paying close attention to the TBS championship match tonight. Oh, well, good for her. Your thoughts on the match? Um, this match was also whatever. I do like FTR, though. I do like the Trust Busters. But, yeah, this match was whatever. Didn't really care about it. Yeah, I didn't either. So, moving on. Next, we have our main event. Yes. Dralistico from LFI versus Vikingo. Damn, ladies, Ruchel's looking fine. Mm. I'd like to be his wife. She one lucky lady. Anyway, 
Vikingo coming out looking like a combination of a waffle and a croissant with a Mandalorian helmet. Thank you, Jose the Assistant, for that reference. Yeah. I did not think about that until Jose put that out on the Twitterverse. We see Drillistico comes flying at Vikingo before he can get his gear off. Then off the rope, Vikingo with a drop kick. Vikingo lands on the ramp. You could hear that hit. This is the second time he's done that, and you could hear him landing on that ramp. Drillistico with a two count. They begin to exchange blows. We get a corkscrew kick by Vikingo. Drillistico with the destroyer off the ropes on Vikingo. A code breaker off the rope by Drillistico to Vikingo. They begin fighting on the ropes. They begin exchanging slaps. We get a Canadian destroyer by Vikingo on Drillistico on the apron. Roosh yanks Vikingo off the apron as ref checks on Drillistico. The ref then ejects LFI from ringside. Drillistico with a diving hurricanrana. Vikingo hits the floor. Then we see Vikingo do his 360 swanton, gets the win, and then LFI begins attacking Vikingo after the match. Vikingo is getting the graphic sooner or later. Uh-huh. You're not going to have them attack Vikingo after the match if he's not signing a deal with All Elite Wrestling. Uh-huh. Your thoughts on the match? I thought it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. <coughs> Um, again, now we have a Kingo versus Kenny Omega in Triple Mania, which Conan did say Kenny Omega would agree to nothing till he signed somewhere. Well, I guess he resigned. Looks that way. So, anyways, as we usually do, we will discuss AEW Dynamite. Well, Live. first of all, what were your thoughts on Rampage overall? Uh-huh. Pretty decent? It was okay. It was pretty decent for Rampage. I would give it a swell okay. It gets a really positive okay. But now... Now on to tonight's card for Dynamite. And we'll start off with the promos. We will hear from your newly crowned TNT champion, Warlow, with Arn Anderson. Who wants to fight Goldberg, which is a fuck no for me. We will also hear from Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole is going to get jumped by the JAS. And we will also hear from AEW CEO and president and head of creative, Tony Khan. Yeah, I better have extra extra pants on standby for that one. I do think it's the Owen. Because um, they might be some wet, glowing, glistening stuff in my panties. Anyways, I do think it's the Owen Hart tournament. I do too. Or either a streaming deal, but I'm really leaning toward the Owen Hart. Because didn't they have the finals at Double or Nothing last year? Uh-huh. So, yeah. We will have... And I also think there's not that many matches on the card that he's going to set up a match for tonight. No. There's five matches. Yeah, but there's probably going to be a squash match out of one of them. No. None of these are squash matches. Now can I get into them? Go. 
That's Hardwood versus Jeff Jarrett. I never thought I would say this, but I'm kind of enjoying Jeff Jarrett on my TV. <laughs> uh, Samuel Guevara versus Darby Allen. Your Annalita's favorite, Darby Allen. She's going to love that match. That's going to be interfered with by one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Orange Cassidy and Bandito for the AW International Championship. Bandito got his visa issues worked out, so all you little bitches on Twitter can quit hollering at Tony Khan about, where's Bandito? You signed him and you buried him. I mean, bitch had to get his visa issues worked out. Well, nobody knows what the term buried means anymore anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um, Rumor has it Orange Cassidy has a broken hand, and he may actually drop the title to Bandito tonight. Uh, TBS. Cha- I would not be upset with that. TBS Championship. Orange Cassie sucks fucking dick can I, ass. Can I move on? No, I wasn't dumb bitching. The TBS Championship match with Jade Cargo taking on Taya Valkyrie. I could see Taya beating her, but I think if they do, they will wait for double or nothing. That's what I'm thinking. They'll they'll let Jade win by cheating or something. To keep the feud going for a few more weeks. Because what, four, four weeks, five weeks till Double or Nothing? It's the end of May. Yeah. And this is almost the end of April. And then we have the Butcher and the Blade taking on the Golden Brothers, as Don Callis called them. Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita. Where's the story? Where's the buildup? Why are we even getting this match? The match isn't. The story. The story is Kenny Omega and Konosuke Takeshita. You know what's the best thing about this match? Koto Ibushi showing up after? No. I'm going to get Kip Saban, Konosuke Takeshita, Konosuke. And, and Kenny Omega on my screen at one time. Talk about a girl's wet dream. Anyways, Koto Ibushi showing up tonight. I would not be surprised, and if he does, I'm going to have a hole in my roof and it's raining tomorrow. Fuck. $6,000. You better come up with $6,000 to replace my roof, bitch. Go get in the Pawpaw Savings account. But, I mean, that's what paid for it the first time. <laughs> but, Actually, I think it was your Nana's retirement that paid for it the first time, since it's technically their house. Anywho... That's Dynamite. For and tonight. Rampage. And Dynamite for tonight. Yeah, that's all we have. Yeah. We don't have nothing planned for this week besides Ring of Honor. Yeah. Mando's done. Oh, there might be a special Patreon nope, nope, nope. coming out this week. Because, you know, we did say we were doing Transformers. Yep. So, we might be doing a special Transformers Patreon this week. Next week, Dynamite, Ring of Honor, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? That's next week. I don't know. Hold on. Let me pull up my calendar. (coughs) I think it is. Calendar. Yes, Guardians would be next week on the 4th. Okay. So, there's that. So, we'll see you people later. And then we'll we'll be partying Friday because Friday is Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo on a Friday. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then the following week, I'm going to see Moulin Rouge the Musical with my daughter. <laughs> You're not watching Dynamite Live. 
I the s- fuck I ain't. I, I'm gonna download the TBS app and watch that bitch no. while I'm watching this musical. Don't do that to my sister. Don't do that to my sister. I will behave. I won't say nothing. I'll just be watching. No, don't do that to my sister. Enjoy- she won't even care. Enjoy time with my sister. I enjoy time with your sister. And then the following Monday on the 15th, we will be at WWE Monday Night Raw live. Woo-hoo! So we may, on our YouTube channel, have some content up. As long as we don't get copyrighted. Which adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rose is a dickhole. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Anyways. Also, our website is finally back up, themidpodcast.com. Go get you some merch. Help support the podcast so we can go to really cool shit like Monday Night Raw. I mean, cool shit and Monday Night Raw in the same term. Huh. Don't know about that. But anyway, (laughs) WrestleCade, stuff like that. I want to start getting into like the indie promotions around here. It should. So, yeah, your support will help do all that. Mm-hmm. So, I have nothing else. Hope y'all enjoyed tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite because it looks to be freaking awesome! That's always. It's but- always awesome when the owner's on my TV. Bye, people. Later, people.